Welcome to the Kyle Palace Podcast with your host, Toby LaGrange. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number three of the Kyle Palace Podcast. I'm your host, Toby LaGrange. Today, we reboot this podcast as we head in a different direction with it. The podcast will now be heard every other week here on your favorite ways to find your podcasts. Some weeks, we'll offer a guest, others, a historical topic. The Cow Palace will cover the history of the Fondless Speedway and those who work behind the scenes to take the track to where it is today. Very little talk of results can be found on the Cow Palace podcast or what is happening today. Although I will update you on the current point standings during each episode as the drivers of today try to cement themselves into the Fondless Speedway history books. We debut episode number three about a week after losing the man that is responsible for us being able to see the racing action that we do here today in the Capital Region. Whether that's at the Glenridge Motorsports Park, the Albany-Saratoga Speedway, the high banks of the Lebanon Valley Speedway, or the track of champions, Jack Johnson's popularity and influence has played a very large role in why our sport is alive and well here in the Capital Region. If you haven't already, and check out my tribute column to Jumpin' Jack over on RaceProWeekly.com. I've been told I did a good job. Regardless if that's true or not, it was the best way that I could think of to memorialize the best there is, the best there was, and certainly the best there ever will be, no matter what the naysayers' twisted statistics may say. I thought about making episode number three into a memorial for the man I give credit to for lighting my fire and passion for local racing, Then I remember something a very wise person once said to me. The written word lasts longer than the spoken one. This week we sat down with someone you may not know and certainly may not recognize if you walked past him at the track. And that's Scott Belknap. Scott is the man in charge of the Fondless Speedway Memories pages over on Facebook. This interview was recorded just before Jumpin' Jack passed away on April 1st. So please remember that while listening. So without any further rambling, here's part one of my sit-down with Scott Belknap, followed by part two, and my final thoughts. We're here this afternoon with Scott Belknap, the man behind the Fondness Speedway Memories pages on Facebook. Scott, thank you for sitting down with us this afternoon. Thank you, Toby. Thank you uh, for having me. Not a problem. My pleasure. First question for you: What's your earliest memory of the Fonda Speedway? Um, I would. Uh, my earliest memories of Fonda Speedway would be, um, oh, sometime in the late late eighties, like maybe ninety, uh, of going to Fonda with my uncle Harry um, and sitting in the stands. We sat right behind the flag stand and uh, watching my uncle Tim drive. Um, and that's basically what hooked me at that point in time. And it's just, uh, it's been rolling downhill ever since then. It's, uh, it's, it's the place I love, the place I love, the things I, 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 the thing I love to do. And, uh, it's, it's, um, that's, that's what drives me. That's, that's what every single day I, it's, I, I, I think about Fonda and it's, it's my, it's my passion. I know that feeling. I know that feeling very well. Uh, now, the Tim, your uncle Tim, of course, is Tim Clemens, many-time Fonda winner, Fonda track champion. Give us a little background on your family's history at Fonda. Um, family's history. Okay, so 1976, my uncle Harry uh, Clemens, 
he and Jack Johnson uh, acquired a Schwinning chassis, um, and it was put together over the winter and for the 1976 season. Um, the car ended up only getting raced a handful of times, I think maybe at Weed Sport and maybe at Malta. I don't think it ever got even driven at Fonda, but it, uh, don't quote me. Um, that was the start of it, and then ever since then, the car got sold to Andy Romano. Um, and then after that, um, my Uncle Harry sponsored Larry Dalmata and uh, Gibby Fountain from uh, um, Rhode Island. Uh, and then after that, Timmy started driving in 1980. They acquired a car from Jimmy Senzio, and in from 1980 till 2003, 2004 is when Timmy kind of... It was it was uh, the the end of, of his career, I guess. He, he he drove a handful handful of times after that, but um, that's that's kind of where it all started. All right, so we know your family's history. You have a deep tradition at the Fonda Speedway with Timmy Clemens and such. Now, how did the Fonda Memories page start, and when did you become involved? Um, the Fonda Memories page started uh, by Dave Kilmartin. Um, he started the. Uh, late model page, I want to say back in 2012, 2013, um, he, him and um, Richard Perry, they put together a late model reunion down at the racetrack. And um, from there, he made a street stock page and he made um, a sportsman page. And then from that, he didn't have a modified page, and he asked me to start the modified. Well, he made the page, and then like kind of gave me the reins or gave me the keys to the to the new car, you know, to, uh, such to say. Um, and then it's just from there, I just uh, I I built, I guess, kind of added to the empire that Dave already had. Um, but I would say that probably the modified page is the most successful. But I I stay on top of it, and I and I and I load stuff onto it almost. Every single day, uh, and I've hours and hours and hours of, of uh, time. I guess you could say is uh, is devoted to it. <laughs> but it's it's sorry. But it's a um, uh, passion of mine. It's it's a hobby. I could say. You know what I mean? I I don't play sports. I don't. You know, I'm not into football. I'm not into basketball. Um, you know, racing's my thing, and that's and and that's what drives me. It's definitely a, a driven hobby. I, I know. I know that feeling well. Yeah. Um, now you, you alluded to it. It does take a lot of time with the page. Now you have a family, a, a job, like everybody else. Uh, take us behind the scenes and what it's like in a typical day of updating and keeping the pages going. You also have to kind of keep out the riffraff. Yeah. So my day typically starts. Um, I have a uh, son that's 15 months old and a daughter that's five. So my day typically starts um, around eight o'clock. I would say. Um, I'll get on, make sure everything's uh, kosher from the night before, and make sure that nothing's uh, uh, crazy's happened overnight. Because some, sometimes on Facebook, people like to post uh, ridiculous things on pages. So um, the that's when my day starts. I'll, I'll I'll have already photos loaded in my phone, and I'll just uh, post them. But um, I work second shift, so it's it's kind of a I'm kind of a night bird, I I, I would say. So um, I get usually home from work uh, 11.30 or so, and then uh, I'm up until, you know, 1, one 2 o'clock in the morning, so, and then back up at 8, so <laughs> that's that's simply what it is. So who else is involved with the pages besides yourself and Kilmartin? Uh, pretty much just Dave, David and I. Um, 
Rocky Warner's mother, Debbie, she is kind of an admin on the sportsman page. And, um, but I guess I, I'm actually the admin on, on all the pages, but it's, it's, I, I, I take care of, they don't really have to do much. <laughs> I'm pretty on top of it. <laughs> So when someone likes the page for the first time, logs on, or those who have been there for a while, what do you want to take? What do you want them to take away from the experience of being on the page? There's a lot of photos and a lot of history. Yeah. Um, so I, what gets me is there's so many people on on the modified page, especially and on the late model. Well, all the pages, but especially the, the the modified page is that there's so many people that are so knowledgeable about the the, the times past. Like I was born in '82, so and I'm 38. And, you know, I wasn't around in the 70s. I wasn't even born until 82. So, and, but I love that era, the 70s era, the 60s era. I just love the history. And, and having all the knowledge of people that are, that, that's on the pages, it's, it's just, you can kind of continue the, um, the uh, story, I guess you could say, uh, or the, the storied history. Um, and that's... If, if, if you're telling me that and then I can remember it and I can, and I can let, you know, let other people know it or, or whatever, it's, it's, that's, it, as long as you can keep the history going, that's, that's what. With that, we'll take a short break. Here from one of our sponsors. We'll be back with more with Scott Belknap in just a moment. LaGrange Media and Productions, announcing voiceover and on-camera services, podcasts, and some pretty neat ranking programs. Are you in need of a weekly or film announcer? Are you looking for an announcer to join your team for a special event? Are you looking for some on-camera talent or a voice for your company track or events commercial? Then contact LaGrange Media and Productions today. Contact Toby LaGrange at 518 844 2196. That's 518 844 2196. Or via email at lagrangemedia at yahoo.com. That's lagrangemedia at yahoo.com. Or find them on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash lagrangemedia and productions. Or on Twitter at TJ Dirt Voice. Lagrange Media and Productions. Professional, dedicated, and reliable services for the motorsports and local sports industry. Toby LaGrange here back with Scott Belknap on the Cow Palace podcast here. Memories of the Fonda Speedway. Scott, the next question I have for you, a lot of memories have been shared on the, the Fonda Speedway memories pages. Modifieds, late model, sportsmen, street stock, pro stock. I think there's even a sprint car, isn't there? There is. I started uh, a sprint car there's, a, one. there's a sprint car one. Yeah. Um, what are some of your favorite posts or favorite things you've, you've taken from the page? Oh, my favorite post. I'll, I'll tell you what. And, it's, and this goes back to... Um, Probably, I would say a year, a year and a half ago. Now, Teddy Loft, he just passed away a few months ago. Um, he was on the page. Um, I posted a, a few photos of his, and then he had a car back in 75, 74, 75 ish, we'll say. And it was an Ike, um, I can't think of Ike's last name, it was an Ike Speed Shop car. And Ike's son had a bunch of photos of Teddy, and he, uh, Teddy was friends with Ike. And back, 
back then, they were like real good friends. Um, and they ended up making a connection on the page and sharing like a whole bunch of, of just stories and everything else. And that's, and I was like, this is why I love doing this. He, he didn't know, uh, I didn't know that it was going to happen, but it's, it's just the, the stories that came out of, of Teddy Luft and, and, and John and Ike's son, John, um, it's, it's just, that's, that's, that's why I love doing it. If, if somebody can make a connection or, um, uh, of like that, or it's, it's, that's, that's what drives me. Now, one of the things I learned while I was um, learning the announcing game, thank you, Jim King, by the way, if I haven't said that enough, 18 million times, um, you never stop learning. No. You never stop learning. So what are some things that you learned about Fonda since becoming um, involved with the pages that you didn't know before? Now, you're a lot like me. You know a lot about Fonda and its history. Yeah. What are some things you learned? All right. Uh, 1974, um, Jack Johnson uh, was in a wreck. Um, it was like the third week he was driving um, Joe Johnson's car. Um, I had no idea this even happened. Uh, I read some ar articles about it. I was get told stories about this. Uh, Jack was in a wreck at Fonda um, on the front stretch with Kenny Shoemaker. Kenny Shoemaker punched a hole through the wall with his uh, 63, the Trom Trumbly and Lepore car. Um, he missed, he turned the car to miss from hitting Jack, because I think he would have probably hurt Jack pretty uh, pretty bad from what, I, from what I've read and what I've been told. Um, Jack was in Joe's, uh, Joe Johnson, his brother's um, coach, and uh, Jack hurt his knee pretty bad. He slammed his knee, and Jack was out for uh, a few months, and then that's when they built the um, Ultramod, and... Uh, and the uh, rest is history after that. But uh, I never knew that that happened, and uh, that's 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 a pretty pretty cool story that uh, that that happened like that. And thank God uh, Kenny didn't run into Jack, because I guess there could be a could be a different outcome from that. But yeah, that's 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 something I've learned. <laughs> All right, now if I stumped you on that one, I'm probably gonna stump you on this yeah, one. Maybe. Um, excluding Jack Johnson, Lula Zero, and Dave Lape, who many think. Is the Fonda Speedway Mount Rushmore minus one, of course. Yeah. Uh, me, I have different ideas, but that's for a different podcast. Okay. Um, what is your Fonda Speedway Mount Rushmore without those two? Without those two. All right. I'm going to tell you. I already know. Maynard Ferret. Maynard Ferret is one of my all-time favorites. Without those three, I mean. I'm sorry. Okay. Without the three. So, Maynard Ferret. We're going to go with... Um, let's go with some newer guys. Let's go with Jeff Trombley. And let's go with uh, Alton Palmer. See, I have the two. I have Alton Palmer, Rocky Warner, Kenny Shoemaker, and Todd Hoffman. Those are all good. Those are all good ones. Because people have to remember, and I'm getting off my um, uh, my questions here, but people have to remember that Final Speedway is not just Modifieds. There's other divisions, and you got to throw in the late models as well. In the time you've been attending Fonda, what is, who is the most underrated driver, in your opinion, in the Modifieds and Sportsman, one for each? In my opinion, and I'm going to go with Bobby Barron because the guy has not been given – I mean, he has he, he has showed that he – with what he has come from, because he has driven some cars that probably don't even belong or never belonged at the racetrack, and he has done, done some uh, – 
some winning with it or good finishes with it, and that's that's one of them. Um, and the other one, I would say, was it two or just one that you asked? Oh, one for modified, one for sportsman. Oh, one for sportsman. Um, we're gonna go with. Uh, uh, how about J- uh, Davis when Davis was running sportsman? He he. Uh, I don't think he had a ton of money behind him. I mean, he had the Grosky power, and that's that was that was big back then. And uh, let's go with Davis. Davis, Jimmy Davis. Jimmy Davis. I was going to ask you, Jimmy Davis or Jack Davis, but Jimmy Davis. Now, in your opinion, who is someone who's, I guess I asked that wrong. In your opinion, um, tell me someone who's not in the Fondness Peely Hall of Fame that should be. Oh, man, there's a lot. There's there's quite a few people that should be in there. Um, and I'm just going to get off on a little tangent. Or not a little tangent. I'm just going to get off, off base, and then I'll, then I'll touch back on that. So on my page, I... I love to post the guys that are the other guys that that made the field up, and I love to see the the the, the, the little guys, the rest of the field. I mean, you got your Jack Johnson, your Dave Lapes, your Lou Lazaros, your your uh, your your guys like that, and and uh, there's there are a ton of guys that that belong in the Hall of Fame, and and the best way would be to get them in the Hall of Fame before either a lot of them have already passed or before they pass so they can enjoy it before uh, before they're gone. And um, I would say probably the one person, uh, you know, my uncles would be one of them, Tim Clements, but um, guys like Ronnie, Ronnie Constantino, um, uh, there's, there's just, there's a lot. Uh, like Ted, Teddy Luft. You know, he, he would have been he's, – he's another one, and he just passed away. You know, it's, 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 it's the guys like that that, that, uh, that, deserve the, that that deserve a chance to be in there too, that were there every week, you know. Now, how Tim Clemens is not in the Fonda Speedway Hall of Fame already is beyond me, and Ronnie Constantino should be there as well. I agree with you. Now, looking at the current crop of drivers, who – excluding drivers like Bobby Varon, who have already punched their ticket to uh, the, the Hall of Fame out back behind the Fonda Speedway um, on the railroad tracks. Who do you think is next in line to be in the Hall of Fame of current drivers? Oh, Stu for one. I mean, that's that's a given. Um, Stu, uh, Danny Varon, he, he would have been a, another one. I, I know he's not uh, racing modifieds, or I think he's just doing sprint cars this year. Um, let's say um, Edwards, he, he would be another one in the, from the sportsman ranks. Uh, Cody Clark, uh, they, they're all good, they, but they got they've got a lot of time to put in before they before they they deserve to be in there. But I mean, Stu Stu is that's that's a given. Um, Jeff Trombley, that's that's another one that should be in there uh, for sure. Um, I'll throw in Rocky Warner. Yeah, Rocky. You know, I I never think of Rocky because Rocky and I are the same age. So I try not to think of myself too old, but I guess I am. But <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the guy's got what yeah. track championships in the street stock, pro stock, right. sportsman, oh, and modified. Yeah, definitely, definitely Rocky, no doubt. I don't even know why I should. That should have been probably the first one I said. <laughs> but now we're gonna wrap things up here this afternoon. I, again, I appreciate taking the time. Uh, I know your kids are here, and it's a little crazy here in the mall. Yeah. Uh, we're at the Fondest Beauty Car Show recording this episode. Um, let people know what's the future of the Final Speedway, Final Speedway Memories pages. Are there more pages to come? Are you taking some pages away? Are you just going to keep the status quo and keep trying to do the best we can in educating everyone on the history of the Final Speedway? Uh, the pages are here to stay. Um, what I would um, 
I kind of, we, we had the, the sportsman page and the modified page separate, and I'm kind of thinking, like, instead of having two separate pages, um, maybe trying to, to cross them, the sportsman and the modified, into each other. Because, uh, you know, I get... I've been posting lately a lot of the guy, a lot of the cars from uh, the '50s and '60s, the coupes and, and the coaches and, and the things like that, and I get a ton of a ton of likes, a ton of comments on it, and I've been posting them right on a modified page um, because you know you got to look at the, the the demographic of the people that are on the page. I mean, there's there's a, a large amount of older folks, you know what I mean, and that's that's their wheel horse. That's the thing that they 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 enjoy looking at in the '70s and the '60s and and. And so on, but that's uh, I would like to do that. I don't know if David wants to do that, um, but but that's something we'll have to talk about in the future. So, now my opinion is modified and sportsman should be combined. Yeah. All the full fenders could be should, should be combined, yeah. except for the late model. They deserve their own, yes. and then the sprint cars. Yes. And that's kind of what it is now. For our street stock page, we have the street stocks, pro stocks, which would be all in the same anyway, and then uh, the Emco we have with them, um, which. It's, it'd be hard to make an, its own IMCA page because they it, it didn't run too long at, at Fonda. But, um, and then the sprint, our sprint car page, I mean, I, I can't even remember the last time, time I posted something on there, but I'm not, a, I'm not a really a sprint car guy. You know, I liked them when I was a kid, but <laughs> not, not too much now. So, um, but it's, it's, they're here to stay. They ain't going nowhere. I'm, uh, I still enjoy it. It still makes me happy. So that's it. Let me tell you, I'm a modified guy too. Born raised just like you were, uh, with a long family hair, history, etc. I'm ended up announcing a sprint car series, so you never know. Yeah. Ooh. yeah, you never know. All right, that'll do it for this afternoon. Thank you very much, Scott, for sitting down with us. Um, we appreciate everything you do on the Fondest Speedway Memories pages. I know I'm on there probably every day myself, multiple times a day, and um, at work where I probably shouldn't be, but I am anyway. Um, we appreciate what you do, and thanks for joining us here today. Thank you, Toby. It's been uh, great talking to you. Are you a fan of local racing? Do you love to hear from those that put on a show each and every week? How about those that work behind the scenes? If so, then tune in to the View from the Ridge podcast with your hosts, Toby LaGrange and Jay Severson. The View from the Ridge podcast, chronicling the action at the Glenridge Motorsports Park, can be found on Anchor, Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, and on Twitter at TJ Dirt Voice, as well as on Facebook. Season number one kicks off in late April. The View from the Ridge podcast, a LaGrange Media and Productions podcast. I have no idea if Scott Belknap and Jumpin' Jack Johnson ever met or spoke, but one thing I can tell you is this. Had they sat down together, the conversation that these two would have had regarding the history of the Fonda Speedway would have been one hell of an entertaining one, at least for history geeks like myself. As I mentioned earlier, this interview was recorded prior to Jumpin' Jack passing away on April 1st. We recorded this interview the previous weekend. Jack was pretty much the person who wrote the majority of the fondest Speedway history book. And Scott Belknap certainly has that memorized. We'll see you back here in a couple weeks on the next episode of The Cow Palace. This has been a LaGrange Media and Productions podcast.